0: Who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come
1: on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. Bro. First of all, <laughs> you got to get the names right. <laughs> okay. You get your names right say, for all these stats? Well, you do,
0: first, you first of all, right? double A, double A. you
2: know, Anthony wants the big, three. everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> so <I> would do. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. starting five. laughs>
0: Just give me a starting five. What do you think? Like okay, okay. All right. Stop the shenanigans. (laughs) All of a sudden. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. This week, we got the full crew back tonight. Myself, Anthony, Kobe, Billy, fellas, what's happening? What's going on? I'm ready. We're the the three-man
1: weave is. He's back, is
0: in back. yeah. Oh, How about
2: that? I'm good. Uh, happy to be back and blessing you guys with my presence.
0: <laughs> yes, we're, and we're so grateful for that. Do do? Our, our listeners are just ecstatic.
2: <laughs> hey, I want to give a shout out to one of them, man. This guy's diehard. He, he listens to everything. He's a
0: subscriber. And,
2: uh, my homie, Cam, uh, he's always texting me, giving me uh, feedback and stuff like that. So
0: I just want to give him a quick shout out for uh,
2: being a, a loyal listener.
0: All right. Shout out, Cam. Cool. Well, thank you, Cam, for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll dive, dive right in in order of Cam. So another, uh, you know, another interesting week in sports land. Uh, we'll start, of course, right with our own LeBron James making uh, history on Saturday night as he became the second leading scorer in NBA history, passing Karl Malone. Now LeBron is just 1,440 points behind Kareem, the cap, who's number one, of course. So just to give a little context, if LeBron averages at least 22 points a game from here on out, he would pass Kareem in about 65 games. So sometime next season. Also locally, our Los Angeles Dodgers signed yet another MVP, All-Star and World Series champion Freddie Freeman to a six-year, $162 million deal last week. Kobe, I know you like that money. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, March Madness, always fun. We're going to have a new champ this year as Baylor was upset in the second round. But just for fun, Billy, our Michigan Wolverines are still alive. And Kobe's pretend to be a fan of a team that he doesn't watch or know anything about. Duke Blue Devils, Uh, also still alive. Let's go. <laughs> and yeah, if there wasn't enough, away. the NFL QB carousel continues. First, it was Wilson to Denver. Then it was Wentz to, to Washington. Then it was Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. Now it's Matt Ryan to Indy. So quarterbacks on the move left and right. And what can you say? Just sports is uh, crazy when you don't think it's going to be crazy. Right, guys? Yeah, yeah
1: two two things two things i'll say first of all is like the mlb trying to uh keep up with the nba with with these contracts and the amount of money they're paying guys like it's it's been crazy the last couple years yeah
2: you can be a pitcher and play every five days and make 300 million a year but you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
0: yeah no there's definitely i mean the nf you know the nba has a salary cap you know nfl and Major League Baseball don't have a hard cap. They have luxury taxes, so there is some sort of cap, but you can pretty much spend as much money as you want if you're willing to spend the money. And the crazy thing to me about the Freddie Freeman deal, he didn't even get as much money as Chris Bryant, who got $182 million from the Rockies.
2: <laughs> you know what surprised me was the Correa deal.
0: Yeah, he that got a crap, crap ton of money from the Twins. And he has an opt-out after only the second year.
2: Well, see, that's smart on his part because if the Twins end up not doing much, then he didn't sign a 10-year, $350 million deal, right? He's still got a bunch of money, yet if they don't do much, he can opt out and go somewhere where they're going to be potentially great for the next five, six, seven years and sign that big 200
0: million, $300 million deal. Yeah, and he's still young enough. I think he's only 28, so he's got you know plenty of years left. And guess uh, who he hired as an agent? Ah, uh, Yep. <laughs> scott boris so he gonna get paid
1: oh he's, he's gonna got, get paid scott boris is gonna steer him right for sure yep hey when are you guys gonna actually uh you know get official and put a picture uh, on the anchor app here because i'm looking at you know little avatars with no pictures on them.
2: i don't have a picture of just myself so <laughs>
1: I mean, it's not, it's not that difficult, Billy. You just take a selfie and just upload it. I mean, it's pretty. Let
2: me sp- take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, don't don't confuse
2: him. Don't confuse him. Oh my no god! No confusing here. I know how to use the internet, Anthony.
0: <laughs> I have to check with my agent. It's very complicated.
1: Matter of Stats podcast. You just put the logo on there.
0: I mean, <laughs>
1: hey. So I'll ask you guys though, because you guys are the football guys. Uh, what's the deal with with all the QBs on the move? You know, what this offseason? What's happening here?
2: Well. Everyone, I think everyone was kind of waiting because I think in the in the air it wasn't being said, but everyone's waiting to break right because you know there there was team there was quarterbacks that wanted to go to Tampa when Brady signed, then everything just started to fall right, and then when Russ got you know Delta Denver, and then you know that knocked that out. Um, Baker is being a little baby, so he may not get signed anywhere. He if probably if he would have just kept his tweets to himself. He'd probably be on a team already. So that kind of killed his deal. Um, he got a bum uh, rap last year, but he was injured, so you can't blame him on that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just going to go around. So, I mean, Seattle still needs one. Uh, who else needs a quarterback? Well,
0: uh, I mean, the, the, the NFL is pretty simple. If you don't have a good quarterback, it's hard to win. So teams are all for that guy. Denver felt like they were one Big time quarterback away and they're taking the Rams model, right? They went out and they got the Pro Bowl quarterback because they want to kind of emulate what the Rams did and get that missing piece and try to get to the Super Bowl. And then Billy's right. Then it's like a domino effect, right? As soon as Aaron Rodgers signed that deal, then Denver went and traded for Russell Wilson. And then when Wilson Wilson got traded, you know, then it's just it starts to move around. And then once Deshaun Watson, you know, yeah. got his criminal charges clear, he still got all the civil suits. Then you know that makes him a little more attractive. So now Cleveland goes out and gets him, and then that makes Baker expendable because but, but, regardless but, of the tweets, Baker Cleveland, sucks. But my,
1: but my question all. though is that you know quarterbacks have you know been the forefront of the NFL for years now. Like, but why this this off season? Or is it just me that all, that we're just noticing it?
2: More? There's just there's just a lot of free agents, and you know, like like Anthony said, you know Rodgers, was up in the air and Brady retired. And then, so, you know, Wilson was already kind of iffy about staying in Seattle and you had teams that needed quarterbacks and it, it just kind of so all. I got happened. like a perfect storm scenario.
1: Exactly. Okay. I got you. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember an off season where it was just like quarterback after quarterback, after quarterback was just going, you know, yeah. he moved around and shuffled around the league. So oh.
2: next week, you're probably going to hear more because there's still, you know, a couple of teams that probably need to make some moves to get one. And, you're probably going to hear receivers now and like that because Denver still needs a receiver. I'm sure the Colts now that Brian's there, will probably go after Julio, and you know we'll just see what happens. it's Now it's more going to be receiver based just to get these quarterbacks and weapons.
0: Yeah, I think there's always quarterbacks on the move. It's <clears> just <throat> not this year there's a lot of high profile quarterbacks on the move. I think that's the biggest mm, difference that makes sense. Yeah.
2: a lot of veterans, right? yeah. You know, so they're they're going to go in. They're going to sign their four or five years, whatever, right? Finish out their careers at these teams, and you know, during that time, these teams are going to start looking at college guys and younger guys to try to come in and learn from these guys and go from there. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of building blocks going on. So in the next, you know, four or five years, you're going to start seeing, okay, well, who's going to be the next this? Who's going to be the next that? And so on. So, so.
1: All right, well, moving right along. Before we get into anything else, real quick, I just hopped on NBA.com. Trey Young putting on a show over here at MSG, 45 points and a win over uh, the Knicks.
2: Dude, that guy always tears it up over there. Man,
1: I know. He's a villain over there. He's a villain over in New York. And uh, it's the last couple of years. So he embraced it. it. I love it. It's so cool. Yeah. He's, he's definitely like a, a, a WWE heel over there, you know Right
2: <laughs> Speaking of that, we got WrestleMania a couple of weeks We got to touch on that in a, in a week or so
1: Yeah, yeah, we we uh, we might have Victor on the show uh, Chatted with him a little bit uh, Talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin's return to WrestleMania 38 Might, might be something uh, the fans might want to tune into Yeah, I mean, I hate to go off topic
2: But I haven't seen him appear on Raw or SmackDown yet Which is kind of interesting
1: yeah, did I see Kevin Owens came out with the with the shaved head and
2: yeah, yeah, the to be whole, so cool. Steve
0: Austin? Oh, that was pretty funny. Good stuff, good stuff. But uh, anyway, sorry to interrupt, Anthony.
1: Go ahead, continue.
0: Uh, no, no problem at all, gentlemen. Uh, speaking of funny, we're
1: gonna this in the
0: text messaging after this. <laughs> speaking of funny, besides YouTube clowns, the Lakers managed to win two out of three games. I don't know. If, hey. I don't know if you saw that. No, uh, I didn't. I I didn't think it was going to happen. So I wasn't even watching. Now, it should have been three out of three. But, you know, we'll get to that in a minute. But so this so two out of three, not too shabby. But of course, we still with 10 games left sit in the ninth seed, just one game ahead of the Pelicans who lost last night and three games ahead of the Spurs and Blazers for being completely out of the playing tournament entirely. Now the one positive in these last three games is we saw a little bit of a reemergent of Russell Westbrook. And uh, mm-hmm. this is the Russell Westbrook that if the Lakers are going to get healthy and have any shot at all to make any noise at all in the playoffs, besides getting healthy, this is the rust that has to play in the last three games, 21 points, eight rebounds, 10 assists, and shooting 54% from the field. Those are the kind of averages that we expected, and we've seen it in these last three games. That should have been three straight wins, but you know, a little bit of a letdown and some some poor roster management, late game roster execution with the three guard coaching. lineup in Washington.
1: Coaching, but he's refraining. He wants to say coaching, but
2: I don't. I don't mean to cut you off, but the last time Russ did this in the season, and we mentioned it on this pod. Of games later, he went back and <laughs> garbage. <laughs> no, box.
0: you're you're right. No, but you're right. Big that's big why big I'm making the point that <laughs> if. That's why I said if I even have it bolded. If <laughs> you know what, I would
2: love it honestly if Russ did this and continued to do this and say, hey, you know what, this might
0: work next year.
2: Uh, what, mm-hmm. what, is there what's your opinion on that possibility?
0: Well, well, okay. Well, here, okay. Here's the thing. You're you're right. It's a big if. But this is the rust that we have to have. And who knows, he could go back to, he could go Jekyll and Hyde, he could go back. Yes, we know that. And we've got to get healthy. I mean, a lot of things have to happen for, you know, before anything could be really, really, wow, where we're going to believe it. But Mm -hmm. it's interesting you say that because the question I had for you guys was, is there anything that could happen the rest of this season, including the playoffs, where you can envision the Lakers actually wanting to keep Russ next season? Yeah, we, we, we would have to win like nine out of 10
1: games in a row. <laughs> and Russ would have to be like dominant and just be, be you know, the, the all-star that we've seen him be in the past. But I, I don't see that happening. Uh, you know, at this point for me, I think that, the bridge has been burned and I think we've kind of made up our minds already. And whatever else happens at this point would just be a bonus, I think. So I, mm-hmm. I think I think it's already I think it's done. I don't think there's anything. I mean, stopping short of literally like all of a sudden Russ, um, A D and LeBron go on this crazy tear and we make it to like the Western Conference finals or something, I think that would probably be the line, but Uh, that's highly unlikely, I think. And you know, when that doesn't happen, I think at this point it's, it's, we're still moving forward with the plan. Yeah. Billy, I I think,
2: I mean, you know, Kobe, you said, you know, nine out of 10 or whatever wins or whatever. I don't, I don't think it solely depends on that. I know winning solves everything and all that, you know, all the narratives and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, Think if he does keep this up and keeps that shooting percentage and takes smart shots and just, you know, does what the defense gives him and, and not force stuff and stuff like that. And maybe he starts getting his confidence back. Being that the three of them haven't played all year together, it is a possibility the Lakers say, Hey, he had a good run these last twenty games. Maybe he's finally starting to figure out this team, right? And then you kind of build better around these three. You know, you, you, may, you bring Monk back because that's a guy I'm sure we'd all like to have back, right? And then you mm-hmm. you try to get younger in other areas. You got to get that 3 and D, but younger, right? Not like a Ariza or something, you know? I wouldn't mind having Melo back off the bench. He's fine. Um, but you got to get some younger guys around all these other guys, 3 and D guys, you know, three-point shooters and so on. But at the same time, you do that and you're thinking, okay, you know, this could possibly work. And something like this happens again with like eighty getting hurt and all that, and but and if it doesn't work, then Russ is I would assume be on short lease next year, and I don't know if he'd want to play like that. So it's you know like Anthony said, there's that big if.
1: Well, and 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 real quick, Anthony, before you go, here's the thing that I thought was important about what I said, which was Western Conference Finals, is that uh, you know Russ is known to turn it up at the end of seasons. He's he's done that. You know, in Houston, he did that in Washington. Um, and he was expected to do that in mm-hmm. L.A., you know, turn it up at the end of the season. But once we get into playoff mode, uh, if if he can prove himself to be a valuable contributor to get help us get to the Western Conference Finals, maybe even to the finals, that would be something that I think the Lakers will look at more as of an important piece than just turning it up at the end of the season when, you know, it could be garbage time. You got injuries, you got people that, you know. Aren't going to really be playing like that. That's that might be a whole different ballgame, my opinion. So what do you think, Anthony?
0: Okay, you ready for this? Oh my god. Even if <laughs> when he says, even if he right? Frank Vogel figures out magically that playing a three-guard lineup against a 7-4 guy isn't smart, even if these guys decide to start making a bunch of shots, even if we realize that you know what secretly deep down but we don't want to talk about it the lakers are probably better on the court when Melo's not out there but we don't like to we don't like to talk about it even if anthony davis comes back 100% and is balling out even if the ghost of kendrick Nunn somehow finds a body and fixes that knee and he comes back and he's playing even if dj augustine scores another 21 points off the bench <laughs> Even if Russell Westbrook averages a triple-double, even if we win the NBA championship, Russ is not coming back. Period. <laughs> you watch too much, Max. Period. Tom. That was probably the Period. most. Period. All, all,
1: all season on the pod. I like it. I think, Kobe,
0: Kobe, you said it earlier. I think no matter what the Lakers have already Turned the page on that Made the decision And realized No matter what happens Even if we get lucky enough And everything breaks our way And this guy gets hurt And that guy gets hurt And we beat the Suns We beat the and we Win a championship I still think the Lakers know That this There's no way Lightning gonna strike twice It's It didn't work It's not gonna work It's not a good fit Nobody was happy He's gone No matter what Well like you said The big
2: Humongous Gigantic You know 40 ifs That you just mentioned I
1: I don't know I don't Oh, there goes Charlie. There, there you go, Anthony. Round them up again. He's feeding off your Well, energy. he he's he's with me. Well, let's let's be honest though. If we win a championship, which we won't, but if we miraculously won a championship with this squad and you got AD and LeBron and Russ crying and hugging it out on mm-hmm. you know the confetti-filled floor, you know, th- there's no way they're breaking it up. They'll they'll bring them back for another season. That I mean, mm, that's just I, guess- how I- I don't know. I I don't think so.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold
1: on. I don't think so. It's not going to happen,
2: though. We won a championship two years ago. They brought back – they won the championship. They brought back majority of everybody. They blamed everything last year on COVID and injuries. We didn't have everyone together and stuff like that. After the season, they broke it up. Right. But they brought everybody back, though.
0: They didn't bring everybody back. No,
2: that that
0: championship team, they only brought brought back back like half the squad.
2: It didn't work out. Now, this team is not working out. You still think there's a chance they'll bring it. I I, I mean, not everybody, but no. like say the big three, our supposed big three, I guess you could say.
0: No, I think that you still need a, you, you need a better space floor general out there besides, you know, the the, the dynamic duo of LeBron and AD when they're healthy is great but so, you got to have someone that can space the floor better and i think i think that they just figure out that russ is probably not going to be that guy so, even if it all magically works out this year which so
2: like maybe said maybe, maybe for an, maybe for another pod but you know off the top of your head is there a point guard that you think that we could bring in next year that would be better than russ
0: defined better
2: <laughs> yeah a better shooter because that's a lot of the problem that seems to be you know going on you know they they there's no spacing because they give russ like eight feet of space when they're guarding him right because
0: well, yeah. i mean dj augustine is a better shooter than russ so yeah. he's sign, mean,
2: technically uh, you would trade russ get some three d guys and sign dj
0: I'm just I'm just saying you have to define better, a, a better shooter. There's lots of guys that are better shooters. The, the, obviously, the, the guy okay, that comes uh, to mind, but we can't get him next year is okay, Dan Lillard, forward, yeah. I, I think that's two years away. It's well, who better all around a better defender. Damn.
2: Because Russ obviously doesn't yeah. understand the off. I said, realistically, <laughs>
0: that's, that's, that's why I said I said I said not next year. That's probably that's probably two years away before he finally blows that pop stand.
2: Here's the way we don't have AD and we don't have LeBron and we have like a
0: 30 some year old Dame.
2: Why would you do that? Well, well, well no, Dame
0: would be what Dame would be 30. He'd be 34. Okay. And chances are we still have AD and chances are we still have a 38 year old LeBron.
2: <laughs> yeah. But AD that plays what? 40 games. Right, Kobe.
0: Right. 40 games well, you time. said real, but realistically, he's probably still going to be here. That's my point.
2: LeBron's going to go play on Sacramento when Bronny gets drafted. Okay. So, per- okay. Perhaps maybe. Yeah.
0: So when LeBron is 40 and he wants to go play in Sacramento for a year because somebody took Bronny. Okay. Yeah, fine.
2: I'm saying while LeBron's, here, while LeBron's here, who do you want to sign that's better than Russ? Who do you think that could fill the
1: void? Well, I told you guys last well, like, season I thought that Kemba was a good fit for us. Uh I know that, you know, Kemba's a little bit smaller, he's kind of like Isaiah Thomas-ish, but he's a little bit taller. He, you know, is a little bit better of a player. I think I think that Kemba um, would defer more to guys like AD and LeBron. He doesn't right. have, you know, kind of like a he doesn't have an ego like kind of like a Russ or even an Isaiah Thomas. He 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 would be happy you know, to facilitate, but still be able to uh, be cardiac Kemba when needed. So I thought Kemba was the better fit, but that's we, we
2: talked about that pre-trade deadline too. And we both agreed on that same point. Like he is not the type that, you know, he can do be without the ball and still make an impact and stuff like that. He's not, you know, he's a full on team
0: player. Well, and remember, it might not be a big three anymore. You know, it might be LeBron AD and a bunch of really good, and That's it'll why the B- minus players. Yeah and, Kem- yeah, and Kemble and Kemble will probably be available. But also keep in mind, Frank Vogel's not going to be the coach of this team next year. True. And if it's somebody like Quinn Snyder you said who, that who, who runs well, we know he's not going to be here next year. Let's just be honest. Quinn Snyder is a guy that could possibly precede him, right? He he's he's coached here before, obviously, as an assistant, so there's some ties to the mm-hmm. organization. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of his, but he is a good coach. So if he comes, he brings a totally different type of system. So I'm I'm gonna he 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 brings a system that spreads the floor and shoots a bunch of threes. So who knows? I'm
2: gonna stop you real quick, just because I'm tired of this thing of there's ties to the organization. There's (laughs) there's you know this guy used to play here, or this guy. Yeah,
1: they really don't I, like that. I'm
2: sick of all that BS because that's in the predicament we're in. Just
1: at Riley, he was trying to get into the building. I don't. I, mind. I, yes, I. I'm not saying you have to like
0: it. I'm just telling you the truth.
2: <laughs> well, no, it's not the truth because you don't
0: know for sure. Bill, no, Billy, he Billy. has ties to the organization. That's a fact. <laughs> Billy, Billy, that's Billy. fine. But I'm
2: saying, hold on, hold on. I, I'm tired of the ties to the organization BS. I don't want people just because they have ties to the organization. Look how oh, good, uh,
0: I I agree. I don't think that's a good scenario either. I'm just telling you it's a fact. He Billy, wouldn't be my first choice. I told you I'd like to try to find a way to you know trade for like a Nick Nurse or something, but I don't know Bill, if that's going to be feasible. Billy's the Billy's the security guard in episode three, where it's like
1: no former players. <laughs> <laughs> that's we ain't getting through. We ain't getting through. Here. No former players. Well, I
0: I think I think that's a a good segue, right to winning time episode three don't you think oh yeah let's go into it big words (laughs) right what were so just what were your (laughs) guys' initial thoughts on episode three uh kobe
1: uh i thought i thought it was good i know i know you guys weren't too thrilled with it uh you know, it was, it was a little darker of an episode, but still pretty entertaining, I thought. Um, gave us a, a glimpse into some of the pitfalls and the trappings of Los Angeles and just the level of uh, of a cutthroatness, I guess you could say, of doing business in LA in general. Um, you know, just from trying to fill the, the head coaching spot to Pat Riley trying to get his foot back into the door as an announcer and... Uh, to magic and his temptations uh, you know all around him even norm nixon you know getting popped over there being pissed about you know him getting literally nixed from the movie that he was hyping to to magic during the episode i thought was pretty funny that was funny as hell yeah so uh a fun episode De- definitely a fun episode um you know not probably not as good as the first two but still still fun to watch and and uh so
2: I did pay attention, more Kobe, to like the cinematography, as far as like you know. There was there was
1: none in this episode. So. <laughs> well,
2: no, they did do some stuff where it was kind of like a tiny bit areas and stuff like that. And I I didn't notice that at the beginning until I heard you talk uh, last week. So yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. I you know I don't know they got they got Riley looking like a a drunk loser, and then they got you know Wes is still the hothead, and you got uh. Uh, magic just hanging out in his hotel, and you know, Norm Nixon trying to screw him over. But I mean, and magic's just screwing around town pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, that one guy warned him, so I'm wondering what's gonna happen next time with, with this, with that whole deal. But yeah, I mean, magic, you don't see magic doing anything, he's just kind of hanging out in LA, not doing much. I don't even know why he's in LA right now at, at this point in the episode. Um, you know. I, I don't know. It was, like you said, it was kind of dark. It was kind of, I, I was like, whatever with it type of thing. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm more looking forward to the next episode.
0: Well, it, it wasn't like it was bad. It's just I, so good that this, oh, it felt, this felt like, it, I was felt like of, it was a little depressing, right? It I just felt I a little expected, depressing.
2: Yeah, I expected more, I guess you could say. I expected, okay, Riley's going to get up and You know, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, what's his name, take over as coach and all this other stuff. And then, then, you know, it just kind of like, to me, it kind of dragged the backstory a little too much.
1: No, I think think the highs and the lows, you know, like Anthony said, episode two was really good. That was a high moment, I think, you know, uh, only two episodes in. But, uh, you know, this one kind of brought you down a little bit more to earth and kind of showed you the, again, like I said, the trappings and the pitfalls being in LA.
2: They're making Riley like begging for just to get in. And then Chick Hearn, what is <laughs> a chick, man? He's, he's like,
0: <laughs> he's cocky as yeah. hell, dude. Well, but th- yeah, they have to show you, you know, how you get from point A to point B, right? And people, people forget Riley did. Riley was, you know, what played with, played for the Lakers was out of the league, wanted to get back in and that's how he got back in, right? Chick gave him a shot, you know, to get, to get back in, Uh, You know, with the Lakers, that's how he got back in. I don't know if it was quite that dramatic. I don't know if he really cut his house down or not, but that is what happened, (laughs) right? He, he, he had to find a way to get back in and that's how he got back in. And we know that Jerry West (laughs) stepped down, you know, you get introduced to Jack McKinney who, who ended up taking over. Now, if you remember Jack McKinney was only, he was really short. He coached 14 games and then Paul Westhead took over for a season and a half. Before ultimately, then Riley took over. So Jack yeah. McKinney was just just there for a little bit. But you know, this is how you this is how these guys get introduced. And I thought it was really interesting, you know, to see a little bit of the backstory of Tarkanian, right? Because we know that the Lakers flirted with Tarkanian a couple different times, right? Oh. Not just way back then, but they flirted with him several years later. But it's interesting because you know there was always those rumors about. Tark and the mob and Vegas and all that kind of stuff. So that part is interesting to see, you know, why Tark didn't coach the Lakers at that time and how much of it was really true. We don't know, but, but it's entertaining. I was born in 82, so I don't even know who the hell Tark was. So me and Esme were like learning about the <laughs> Tark. Guy. Yeah, man, Tark guy. was a legend. Yeah. That, a he's,
1: legend. He's, he's the yeah, kind of guy cool. that, yeah, was probably making me sweat in, in, you know, high school basketball for four years. I was out there like I was feeling those guys' pain, man. No AC. I was dying on the episode. I was out dying watching it. Hey,
2: yeah. was, that, was that Tark's brother in the trunk?
1: No, that was his uh, – I, well, I believe that was his business manager. Yeah, it was like his business partner. Well,
2: he had the toupee, and then we took the toupee off. they kind of identical
1: almost type of look alike type of thing.
2: So I was like, oh, I wasn't sure. Yeah, so. that, was,
1: that was funny too at dinner where uh, Tark kind of called out Jerry Buss on his comb-over almost. and mm-hmm, uh, was mm-hmm. just like, hey, at least I'm not a fraud. And I was like, oh, man, me and Esby were like yeah. – Calling him out because they did this whole like little piece before that where Jerry West is like, if I got a problem, I'm going to solve it. And he's like yeah. his, like hair over his like bald spot. And I was like, OK, this guy's innovative,
0: you know? <laughs> but, yeah. What would you guys re- – real quick, what would you guys think of Adrian Brody as Riley? You like the way he – you like his portray? You think he's good? I, I'd have to wait for at
2: least an episode or two to really see – I don't think a lot of us know like this part of Riley type of thing when it gets to into the part to where we kind of know what, you know, recognize Riley. And, you know, once he gets into the broadcasting and starts moving forward, I think we can get a better, you know, perception of what, you know, how good he's portraying him. But right now, I I couldn't tell you.
1: Yeah, I want to I want to see the mustache gone. I want to see the slick back hair. Yeah, I want to see that. So we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't, I really don't. Can you see Adrian Brody though
0: with the slick back hair? (laughs) Can you see that? I don't know. I can. Yeah, I can. That's why I, that's why I want to, I want to see how he, how he plays it out. You know, when he, when he really becomes what, what most Laker fans envision Pat Riley, that persona. Right. Right. So, but yeah, we know every, every week's another new episode. That's what's fun about this. And we get to learn more and see more and, uh, it's exciting to see how how the characters start to develop. It's
2: all fun until you're trying to cut out
1: my PTO. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Billy not going to be here next Tuesday. Heading out to Hawaii, uh, you know, with the fam, living his life, living his best life.
2: You never know; I could make an appearance. We'll see how it
0: goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. Quick cameo. We'll see. <laughs> you know that. I know. <laughs> Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week on another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. As always, we thank you guys for joining us and listening to us. Download us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We appreciate the likes, the five stars, all of it.
1: And as the boy the pest would say, love, peace, and chicken grease. Peace. Spring break. Woo! The ticket, 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 the ticket,